Yo, yo, what's up, my people? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Me and the boy, Drake. Drake, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, bro. Just hanging in there, you know, just taking it day by day, obviously. Um, I think yesterday, you know, we were a little more active than what we've been in recent weeks. I think it's, you know, kind of crazy active, low key. Yeah, like it's kind of been like uh, the time to hand out the one year deals. You know, what I mean, we kind of kind of get into that type of uh, time period where, you know, now you're you're signing guys short term and, you know, you've moved past the long term contracts and shit like that. But yeah, bro, I mean, we're in a good position, especially the guys we signed. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling? Feeling good, man. Um, you know, as I was letting you know pre-show and everybody can know now you've maybe got a sense i'm heavy breath because i'm doing cardio like i'm i gotta get my walk in right now so just want to let everybody know you know in case if uh you know they're like what the fuck is going on with these things that's why um uh, yeah bro i mean i'm doing good i'm feeling good you know like i was uh referring to and you were talking about busy day yesterday bro like i mean you look at it you i don't know I thought we like, I thought we said we were resigning Trent Taylor like a week ago. And then yesterday it was official. Then you double up on that with a one year deal with cornerback Sidney Jones, who's a quality depth piece. I like that. Then what do we talk about, bro? Like Orlando, almost 11 p.m. Eastern. Nick, uh, Nick Scott, 9 30 Eastern. This one was 12 midnight bro like i was about to get done with my night then i go on twitter no actually uh what was i, I doing i, I was in know. a clubhouse someone told me i i didn't even know you because like i usually get the news really fast right like i'm always on top that i get it out as fast as possible and yeah. you text me irv and i thought for a second you know that that could mean we signed irv smith so i went on twitter and checked and obviously that's when Schrager tweeted out that he was signing a one-year deal. So, yeah, I mean, it was sure. it, it was a it, it was something that I think we saw coming, right? We we mm-hmm. figured that we had to sign someone, right? And he made yep. the most sense at this time. You know, obviously, unfortunate news with Foster Moreau. I think that would have been a great fit, right? I think that would have been just a great fit. I think for mm-hmm. us and. You could have you could have potentially got him on a two three year deal, so I think that would have been yep. beneficial in that sense. But you get a guy and and him and Irv Smith, like he you know, he's been going crazy this, this off season training and stuff like that. And I think it also mm-hmm. resonates to you know the, we we've had we've had guys right at the tight end position that have battled injuries. And a guy like Tyler Eifert, you know, we had to bring him back because of you know our tight end depth we knew that we couldn't play him the way that we once played him right so yeah. it was more of a down and distance type deal like how we are doing with the tight ends now so I think Ersmith coming to our system to be able to show his athleticism I think that'll be a big thing you know it'll it'll pop off I think you have another red zone type threat in Irv Smith and you know a lot of people are crediting his blocking abilities too you know I didn't know he could you know, also flip the switch and, and block a little bit. Too, yeah, so. bro. No, that, that's Ex- 
I mean, as a tight end too, I think that's interesting. So, and, and not I mean, only that, bro, you're talking yeah. about a tight end that right. he he's undersized. He's six two and two forty. So, yeah. like this this is not some massive man, you know. Like six right. two, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, bro, that's got to be amongst the shortest in the league at the tight end oh, position. Like, I think typically, I think that might. I think like honestly. I think – I'm trying to think. I know the shortest tight end was Delaney Walker. So, I mean, you got you right. got kind of like similar build in a way, a little bigger. But, yeah, yeah. bro, like he's definitely undersized. But it, it – and when you think about it, when speed pops off in athleticism and stuff like that, you're just – you're giving Joe another receiver, right? Like yep. say you bring in two tight ends, right? You draft a rookie like Mayer. And on certain coverages, you can you can have Mayer sit down and block, and now yep. he essentially got extra receivers, or vice versa. You know what I mean? So, I think exactly, that was bro. that was a good signing. It really was. I think you know it's a former second round pick, and it. I think yesterday when we signed Sidney Jones and Irv Smith, it was the most Bengal sign, the most Bengal signings, right? Like we've seen it. How we uh-huh. signed like this late. Uh, the Eli Apples, you know, people like that. Um, yep. And I'm here on a one-year Second deal. contract, younger right. players. Yep. Got upside, got ceiling. And honestly, you know, just, just from my perspective, you know, these guys, they just need a refresher. I think it's the same thing with a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm not saying, obviously, Zeke's going to come to Cincinnati, but I know a lot of people are like. Yeah, you are. What? Let's push that agenda, Drake. Come on, let's push it. I, I know. Go I know ahead. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it because like bro, Ezekiel Elliott back in Ohio, <clears throat> believe it or not, it would it yeah. would just telling you, bro, he would go crazy. People can say all they want about him. He he would go stupid, especially on a friendly contract. Like, you can't beat that. This is a guy like you were saying, he was making sixteen million on a massive contract just not too long ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This guy on a massive Just a fucking week ago. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. I mean, you can get these guys in here that you know they might be a little cheaper, they might be undervalued by a lot of teams, but you see a lot in them. And I think with Sidney Jones, I think that was a perfect example. Obviously, they were interested in him last year, but I think now yeah. they they were able to finally get their hands on him. And we've talked about it, and you know, I've kind of had a feeling that the end of the Eli Apple train is here. And it kind of it kind of feels that way. I know that you can still sign him, right? But yep. I look at Jones thing as like a maturity type of uh, signing. You know, like you you kind of get what you're getting with what you were getting with Eli at the time, right? And you're betting on that. You're hoping that you can get that type of you know mm-hmm. play style. But I think just the maturity factor, right? Like you got a guy that's gonna put his nose down and is gonna go work and go go play football. I think. That speaks volumes when, you know, we're trying to, you know, still actively build a championship team. I love Eli. I love I love the shit talking. But at some point, it's got to, like, I feel like die down to, to a low, right? Like, I, I, I'm i all for it. I, I love making posts when Eli talks shit. But I've this is the one thing that I just thought about this offseason. It's like, if you can replace a guy – in that same type of caliber can give you that same type of play style and he's going to shut his mouth. I think your, your odds of 
going later in the year and being likable are definitely, you know, up there. But, you know, and sometimes it don't even matter about that because, like, fuck the ops. But I really I really feel like this Sidney Jones side could, could turn out to be something similar to what we did with Eli. You know what I mean? I think we could – we can definitely see it through and, um, you know, hopefully bring, bring value to him. You know, we need, we need somebody to be able to play behind these guys. So um, I'm fine with, with the Sidney Jones sign. Earth Smith as well, tight end. I think that was a, a good sign that needed, needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, man. And um, probably assume, you know, I got a, a couple of different viewpoints with the Eli thing, but I will say this. I agree. Look, a lot of these players, Sidney Jones and Eli Apple, have a lot of similar play styles. Um, you know what I learned from some of my guys? Shout out to them who do uh, a lot more, uh, more in deep dive on all 22 film and shit like that. They were telling me that, you know, it wasn't a matter that Sidney Jones was cut or traded because he was bad. Am I saying he's some great player? Absolutely not. That's the reason why he's a clear cut signing you know 13 days and 14 days in a free agency as of yesterday and is signing for a low deal at 25 years old but this is a guy that didn't really fit in a lot of the schemes that he was in and he's a lot like Eli he's a good zone corner he's a good zone corner they try to use him in man in a lot of situations and it just did not work you know press man you know be aggressive be up there he's not a big body guy and it just did not work so he got traded from the Eagles as a second-round pick in 2017 to the Jags. And I think that was 2018, uh, 19. Look, everything was miscombobulated in a shithole. And, you know, 2019 for the Jags. So that didn't work there. Then he went to the Seahawks. Didn't work there because they love running press man as well. They love big body corners on the outside. That's why they wanted to try Trey Flowers out there. That's why they drafted Tariq Woolen. That's why they had Richard Sherman for as long as they did. He's not that. Then he uh, got waived, got sent to the Raiders. Raiders had the worst defense of football. So it's a lot of unfortunate circumstances with Sydney. But like what we talked about, bro, the Bengals love to capitalize on value. They want to get that dude. That's like an Irv Smith, a dude that's had an unfortunate past, things that did not go in his favor, but it's not solely because of an inability to produce. It's because of external things, bad system. Coaches don't put them in positions to win, whatever that may be. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. how do you get that? Value drops, teams like the Bengals execute and jump on it. And they did. So, listen, guys, a lot of us were clamoring, me and Drake and a lot of people hopped aboard for Sidney Jones back in uh, early November because he got waived. And then that's right when Cheeto went down. Remember? We're like, oh, my yeah. God, this is a starting corner, like, Holy shit, we need him, we need him, we need him. Blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, CTB became CTB. You know, so we're like, oh, shit, okay. Turned out to be all right. But we wanted Sydney, and the Bengals wanted them too. But the Raiders plucked him on the waiver claim before because the Raiders were before the Bengals, you know, obviously. So, you know, um, we couldn't get him when we, you know, when we could in this past season. We get him in the offseason. And, and that dude loves to work downhill and get dirty and involving in tackles. But Eli did too. So, like, someone made a comment at me, bro. Like, yeah. oh, like, Eli never was a hitter. I'm like, yeah, he was. Like, am I saying, like, Eli was, like, a fiend for contact? Like, a contact fiend? No, he wasn't. He ain't no, like, CTV. Let me tell you yeah. something, bro. 
CTB is fucking rare. Like, straight up, bro. I don't give a fuck if that dude's a rookie. That kid is rare. Like, the, like the fiend for contact downhill like that, bro. Like, number 22 on the Titans. Yeah, that guy. Like, you feed the hit. That dude, as a rookie corner, fuck out of here, bro. Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? No. So, now, I can't be basing the premise off that. But Eli was a dude to get downhill. Bringing it back yeah. to Sidney Jones, he's just like that. So, who's it? I mean, he's younger. What do we talk about what the Bengals want? Get younger. Get faster. We want you to fit our system and excel in those things. That is Sidney Jones compared to Eli Apple. Look, I still think there's a legitimate world that they could bring Eli back. Like, there is. We could talk about that another time because um, this episode is not going to be super long today. We're going to be talking about a lot of news. But, yeah, man, I, I think the sign is great. Um, this is your cornerback four right now. And what I like is, you know, let's just hit the macro point we've been talking about all the time, bro, is for a team like this and any team in general, but us in particular with how close we are, you do not want to go into a fucking draft with glaring holes, all right? You can't do it. So what were our glaring holes? Depth corner, depth at corner, especially a question mark for a guy that can spot star with Cheeto in the mix. That's why I think he likes to come back um, if we don't draft a corner and tied in. What do they do? Same day, double dip, boom, depth corner, tied in. And it, I, I just think they're great signings, bro. Like it, what you talked about, man, and what we've talked about, a lot of people are catching on, us Bengals fans. The Bengals operate in a black and white philosophy, and the shit fucking works. 100%, bro. I think. I think the way they operate is is uh, we've said on podcasts before it's it's changing the game, right? I think, but but the reason why it's changing the game is because of the people you have in the front office and the coaches mm-hmm. you have. It's not yep. that easy to just pluck a a, a woozy a like yeah those no not at all have those talent, but you have to be able to put them in a system and an environment where they are going to excel. And I I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think the Sidney Jones signing is is a you know point sign to that. Same with the Irv Smith signing. I think the Irv Smith signing is you know maybe a little less exciting, but at the same time, I think looking at you know, I I try to tell Bengals fans this like put your shoes back. You know last year at this time, you know when we signed Hayden Hurst, it was the same thing. It was like okay, we know Hayden Hurst you know has has some good in the tank, right? But it's like What's he going to give us? I think that's the same thing with Irv Smith. He's got a chance to still show what he's got in the tank. And he's younger. So that, that even helps his case out more, him being younger and being able to come into an offense and, and win. I know Peter Schrager said that, uh, you know, he had multiple offers and he wanted to come to Cincinnati to win. So, you know, that speaks volumes. You know, he probably – Probably could have got you know a couple million more to to go sign with a crappier team. So it it's definitely dope that you know he's coming to Cincinnati solely off the base of playing with T Higgins, Jamar, and Joe. I mean you you have athletic dudes out there. You have young young dudes, right? Guys with full yep. steam, full stamina. Even if they're not playing the best, you're still getting you're still getting a hundred percent age right I mean these dudes are yeah. young I think that's what the Bengals philosophy has been 
a lot these last two years is to get younger, and that's what they've done. I think the Nick Scott signing was probably the the one signing where they signed someone past you know twenty six, right? And that that was like okay, like they they see something in this guy, and I I I have faith in Nick Scott. I really think Nick Scott's going to come in here, and he's going to have a breakout year. I think him no, being I totally a agree. relish in his first year of a full system where it's just Nick Scott. You know what I mean? It's not. I mean, yeah, you got Dak, so you got those guys, but it's Nick Scott in Cincinnati. There's there's nobody else trying. I mean, you got Tyson Anderson who's going to come in and make plays, but yeah, I think I think Nick Scott's got that job on lock right now. And um, oh yeah, that's I, his job. I, I I hope I hope in the in the preseason and in the regular season, you know, this guy can can get jumped. I know number three is going to just look absolutely cold on him. I mean, three yes, like with his drip, so that's going to be fire, bro. Yep, absolutely, man. I agree. Uh... Yeah, just going back with the Irv Smith signing, I think a big thing is some fans are confused with this, and it's okay. I'll, right. you know, I'll help anybody with this misconception that they have, which is they think that Irv Smith is your tight end one. No, he ain't. He's right. not. He's gonna. Well, there's gonna be some plays where right. the the goal is what the Bengals want to do is they want to be able to run twelve personnel, one running back, two tight ends, and they want to run that with confidence that these dudes, these two guys that are out there in the tight end position can fucking run, okay, can operate in a passing play, like, or whatever the fuck you want to do, you know, because it adds more wrinkles, more depth into what you're running, you know, and Drew Sample could not give you that last year, and Mitch Wilcox could not give you that well enough when Hayden was there. So, Irv, look, man, he runs a 4-6 flat. That's amongst the best ever for a tight end. He's fast as fuck. He's a smaller dude. He's pretty much a 240-pound wide receiver that, like you said, bro, I've seen on tape. This dude can match up with these edge players, bro, and he's really good in space. He's good in space because he's athletic as fuck. So this dude is more athletic than Hayden Hurst. He's more athletic than any tight end we've had in some time. Now, the injuries. People looked into the injuries. I get it. The injury history is a real thing. Now, with what I've observed from the groin and the ankle – that's nothing that's true, quote-unquote, injury-prone. There's freak injuries, and there's persistent right. injuries that are then labeled as, quote-unquote, injury-prones. You know, like, OBJ is injury-prone. Why? Because it's a reoccurring struggling injury on the ACL, okay? Like Taylor Lewan, guys like that. You know, when you strain your groin, I don't know if anybody strained their groin. I have, you know, playing the exact position. It's a bitch. You know, and it sucks. It's a really lingering thing. So that and then the ankle sprain, what happened was I think Zim gave me this uh, insight. So shout out to bro. I think Irv sprained his ankle in like week three or some shit. And then literally as soon as he got back, they traded for TJ Hawkinson. So I want to add that really quick. He starts his career in what, 2019, I think. 2019, who was tied in one there? Still well-renowned, respected Kyle Rudolph for a long time. And he was produced until end of 2020. So you talking about Irv Smith is complimented with Kyle Rudolph taking a lot of his production in his first two years. Then you have Jack uh, or uh, uh, Tyler Conklin that enters the mix. He's a quality tight end. No elite guy, but quality. So you're sharing reps and production with him. 
And yeah. then you trade for fucking TJ Hawkinson. Does that sound familiar of a dude that's not able to get an opportunity to be a one? Last it, year, Hayden yeah. Hurst. Yeah, 100%. And he's more athletic. Yeah, I, I think I think that signing is just extra volume, right? I think mm-hmm. I think now the Bengals go into the draft like I know a lot of people are, are wanting to take offensive line first round, but the thing is, bro, like I really don't like I, I like Dewan Jones, but I don't I don't wanna reach on guys like that. You know what I mean? Like if those guys can, can fall around in the second, then so be it. But I think you have to, like you said, if you have a glaring hole, you have to solve that, right? And it, it, with these and tight free ends, agency, yeah, in yeah. agency, and with these tight ends in the draft, in my opinion, it's not like you're reaching on one of those guys, right? You're just you're picking them where you see value, and if that means you pick them five picks before they were going to be originally picked, that's fine. I think taking a guy like Mayer, taking a guy like Darnell Watson, whoever falls to you, I think to pair him with Irv Smith, I think that's lethal. I mean, you got two young dudes, right? And that's what we've kind of lacked. We've lacked, like, we've lacked age. And that's one thing I've said. We, we need to get younger at the tight end position, right? And if you, you know, lose down a guy like Uzama and Hurst who are up there in age, now you have a chance to get even younger. And yeah. I, I think what people are forgetting is, like, you're adding a rookie tight end in the first round, right? You're going to get them on a four-year rookie contract Five year, year if it's first round. Oh right. yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. Right, fifth year option. So you're you're getting this extra weapon for Joe Burrow mm-hmm. for five years rookie contract. Sign me up just because mm-hmm. like the money involved already by then Burrow's contract will be, you know, we won't even have to be worrying about money at that point. It's like okay, now we can re-sign a guy like Michael Mayer in five years. So it's mm-hmm. not. I think people need to look at it like that on a first round bid. It's like you're getting this guy for potentially five years on a on a rookie deal. So you have yep. to really look at that perspective too. I think I think that's important. I really do. I mean, exactly. It, it, it's like a free agency signing, right? You're, yeah. you're signing a rookie tight end to a, a four or five year deal. I mean, that, that's that's how I look at it. Facts, man, that's valid, but I'd also even add this. You think of what is most valuable in this league, and it is unequivocally more valuable to have a tackle than a tight end. So in that same sense, though, here's just what I'm thinking. If you are – because that fifth-year option is a huge fucking deal. Why did why were the Ravens – well, not only were the Ravens adamant, you know, to get a talent like Lamar Jackson in 2018 at pick 32, last pick in the first. But you do it to secure that fucking first or that fifth year option. So right. the tackle, when you get potentially five years for a tackle, that is even more appealing than a tight end. But above yep. all of that, bro, what were we talking about a couple of days ago? The last thing you want to do is to pigeonhole yourself to having to reach for a guy, just like you were talking about with Dewan. And I get it. And that shit will become, you know, more clear the days leading to the draft. We'll finally get all of the info on the guys that we like, we'll know everything we need, you know, to kind of make a decision. Who's a reach, who's not, all that blah, 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 bullshit. But you don't have to force a pick at tight end anymore. Do you need a tight end in the first three rounds? Yes, you should get one. 
Do you need it? No. You don't yeah. need one now. Like I said, are you going to draft one too? Probably. You're going right. to, you, dude, we're probably going to come out of this draft with two tight ends, bro. But yeah. now it's just so much better that they got this done. They secured it with Irv. They knew. We talked about this, bro. There is nothing appealing out there more than Irv Smith after, after Foss Moreau yeah. went down. Yeah. I mean, heading into, heading into free agency, bro, it was try to get Hayden. If not, it's Foster or Herb, and they get Herb. Right. And, and you know, Pat, you know, going off of what you're saying with with reaching and stuff, yeah, like I think at, at 28, even even though you sign an Irv Smith, right? If you feel like okay, I can draft a Michael Mayer or whoever the tight end is at 28, and you feel like you can do that, then do it, right? Because you have the pick, and I. I agree with you. I think signers that definitely makes a case where you don't have to make it a priority to draft a tight end, right? But if you yep. like a guy, if you like a guy there at 28, you have no hesitation, right? Because you got Irv Smith on a one-year deal. So I mm. think, I think, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be an interesting draft, bro. Because I'm like still trying to wrap my my head around the fact that like we could go running back, O line, we could go. Yep. We, we got all these different positions where we can go early, if right? pass rusher falls, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like, there's so many possibilities for these, these first few rounds of picks, and I think that's what's important about probably getting a deal done with Jonah and getting him sent out of here because then mm. you know you have your extra pick and you're trying to figure out, like, okay, would I rather – you know, wait around for a defensive lineman, you know, for this extra pick that I got, you know, should I take a guy earlier, you know, wait around that that's where the value comes into it. But yeah, bro, I I'm, I'm interested to see where these tight ends fall because like if, if the Bengals don't have to take a tight end at 28, you know, sign, sign me up. You know, if, if that's mm-hmm. the case, we can take a guy like, bro, if we can somehow, and I, I see a world where, like, we can, but if we don't first round, I feel like there's just no possibility, but I, I think, like, I, I'm seeing it more and more, like, Jameer Gibbs could be a possibility, like, I I just, like, he yeah. is just so crazy, bro, like, <laughs> it, He's but, fire, but, man. The, but the thing is, like, I feel like it, it all depends on the Zeke signing, right, like, that's another thing that's like, what the fuck? Because it's like, if I, I actually Zeke, don't think so. I think if you sign Zeke, I think if a running back is what yeah. they perceive to be the best value, they could take one in the first. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, we've seen that before with, you know, whether it's running back by committee or just putting the best guy out there. And I've thought mm-hmm. about that before. Like, imagine in your backfield, right? For 60 minutes a game. Oh, Joe. You need you need a water break? Okay, Zeke. Zeke goes in. <laughs> Zeke's a little tired. Oh, Joe, Zeke, you guys want to chop it? Uh, let the rookie go. And he, you know, he's you got all these guys that, and I know it sounds so simple just in the mind, but when yeah. you really are putting these dudes out there and you're plugging them in, I think it is that easy. I really do. But yeah, yeah bro, I I think like what what's your opinion? Because it's so hard for me to like grasp and think about. Like, do you think if if the announcement came out today and they were like, Bengals are signing Ezekiel Elliott, do you see a world where they pair him with Joe Mixon? Or do you think that probably 
in your opinion, would be the end of the Joe Mixon era. It's just like so like mm -hmm. confusing in my mind to think about because there is a world where I can see them, you know, keep them both. But then there's a world where it's like, you know, a lot of the guys like James Rapine and people shout out to them, you know, they, they feel like if, if we sign a guy like Zeke, it probably is over for Mixon. But I still yeah. have this hope that there's a possibility that they could they could form this this backfield just because like think about it bro you're you're replacing it, it sounds so simple to think about but you're replacing P Ryan with Ezekiel Elliott I mean you're mm -hmm. you're automatically getting better at the running back position even keeping Joe Mixon so it's just like what, what do you feel? Well, I think there is a path for it to happen. But I think for any fan that's holding on to that path, then you have to try to pair it up against the logic. And that's just where it's an uphill battle that you won't win. The logic, there's not enough there to support it. Like, you talk about, in, let alone, if that's a world that would ever even be considered, Joe Mixon costs you $6 million instead of twelve. That has to happen first. Right. That has to. Which the Bengals have never restructured a contract. They cut and re-sign. So that's, a, that's a, a big thing to happen in and of itself. Then Zeke comes in. You have to get younger. Then all of a sudden, you forget, oh, shit, you like Travion Williams. He's a special teamer. That's Darren's guy. You have to have special teamers on your offense or on your team. So oh, yeah. Exactly. So, like, Joe Mixon and Zeke aren't going to play special teams. You know, so – that's where my point comes in of there's a path, but it cannot stand up against the logic. I, I would not see it happening. I would, okay. but, but you can wait if you want. You can hold out there, maybe let training camp pass, whatever that may be. But it kind of goes to the same thing I'm saying. Just there's not enough to support it. So, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think it could happen. For how much okay. I'd like the idea of mixing Zeke and a and a young stud running back, I don't see it. Respect, yeah. I mean, I I can see it for sure. I mean, it's just like confusing, definitely to think about. But man, I I wonder, man. Like, I wonder who Zeke's gonna sign with because bro, clearly I, it makes sense, bro. It makes sense. It, it makes so much sense. I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of iffy on it iffy on signing Zeke but if I got news that Zeke Zeke signed with us I would I would go static I think I oh, think yeah. that I think bro like like you you're betting on low value and money right but you are betting on someone who just has still has this sky high ceiling I mean it's a guy that I would not be surprised if he just came out out of nowhere right and had 1,200 yards. I wouldn't be surprised. That's Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's someone who's been in the league, who has done it, who has shown that he can do it. It's former fourth overall pick. Like, I, I, I still remember when he got drafted. It, it's kind of crazy how how far in time we are now. But, yeah, bro, mm -hmm. I, I would be with the Zeke signing. But no matter what. You know, I think I think we're still in a good position to get better at the running back position, whether that's keeping Mixon and, and letting Zeke go or, or signing Zeke and pairing him with a rookie. I think I think either way you're in a good position. So I, I'm not mm -hmm. worried going forward. I know a lot of people 
and, and that's the thing. I don't know why people are getting into this like conspiracy of being like worried about the running back position, right? No matter what, you have a top 10, top 15 back in Joe. No matter what, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anything says, he's top 10, top 15 back. But you you mix that in with possibility of changing out would seek and then changing in with a rookie. I think either way, you're in a good position. So, yeah, I, I think people need to kind of just take a breather, man, and, and meditate because that running back position is, is going to be fine. I mean, we've all mm-hmm. always pretty much been fine at running back. So I think that's yeah. a position where it, it, if you can boost it, I mean, that's even greater, right? And I think you, you, you're betting on that. It's like, okay, are you paying? And, and I've had the same problem that you have had, bro. Like paying Joe Mixon $13 million is is absurd. I mean, when, when we're talking mm-hmm. about – Juan Barkley, you know, on a franchise tag, and the, these guys are not getting paid like they once were. I mean, maybe yep. five years ago when we were in Le'Veon Bell era, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not happening like that anymore because the game's changed so quickly where running backs can come in and, and produce right away. Like, teams like the 49ers, teams like – uh, the Dolphins that can just bring in these like project guys and, and turn them into stars. I think it's kind of been a a testament, like kind of like what the Bengals are doing with you know signing guys. I think how other teams change game with the running back, it's kind of going all across the board now, where a lot more teams are being able to have more success with that. And obviously, I know a lot of people want to point out the Chiefs getting Pacheco and stuff like that. And like Zim said, like it's really hard to hit on a guy that late. We took Travion yep. Williams. We take these guys late, but you want Rodney to do... Anderson. Right. Chris Evans. Right. Exactly. But if you want yep. to do, you, you got to get your four short talent like they always have in the second round or before. So I, I think, I think we're going to figure it out. I really do. I'm not, not concerned about anything going forward right now. Um, yeah. I would like to, I would like to maybe well, add another pass rusher and free agency i think there's a lot well of that's guys. a good well we could go ahead and go into who uh you know adding to the Bengals' busy day yesterday them hosting yeah. terrell basham and right. contavious uh contavious street both defensive tackles uh terrell's been around a bit he played with the cowboys the colts i think and then the jets um he's like 29 i think 28 um and contavious street's been in the league for a few years he played college at NC State with uh, the GOAT Ryan Finley, Jermaine Pratt, and B.J. Hill. And Contavious Street had six sacks last year. Some sources say he got three and a half. PFF says he got six. So I'm going to be delusionally optimistic and go to the one source that said he had more. And, you know, and be like, oh, well, there well, we go. Um, well, I, that's some pass rush. I, I don't like PFF's grades per se, but I really like – I rely on PFF's, like – stats because I know that they really dig into that shit, right? So yeah, I, I agree with um with PFF's you know, PFF saying he has six sacks. I agree with that. I mean we we've seen guys like that come in. Larry O. Larry O was a three sack guy that came in and and fucking got into a contract situation. I like Contavious Street. I think I think he would be a good signing. I also I don't know, obviously price range wise, but like, you know, someone shared Unique and Gagle with, uh, you know, he's he's played with our defensive line coach, so 
God, bringing in a guy like that would be crazy. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I've been talking about Yannick a lot. I definitely want to bring him in. Uh, but, bro, just, you know, as we were going to wrap this up in a few minutes, um, you know, kind of thinking about it, bro, full circle, this is what we've been talking about. You know, you you get the guys that you need at the positions that you need. And it's not only just to fill a body at that need. You get value. Right. Who is Nick Scott? A lot of upside. Value. Who is Irv Smith? Potential. Value. Young. Athletic. Like, these guys fit the profile. Orlando. Grand Slam. Young. Stud. Multi-time Pro Bowl or first four or five years in the league. Like, studs, man. The yeah. Bengals do this. They do this every year. The past three, four off seasons. And like I've talked about, bro, Joe is the face of this fucking machine. Duke operates it. I mean, it it's amazing, man. And I think they're making a lot of key moves again. And uh it's uh, I, I could see us looking for pass rush now. Let's find that. And we did it last night. We're hosting those guys. We'll see if we sign one. And um man, this oh. draft's gonna be so fun now. Because we do yeah. not know what we're going to get in first round. We do not know. I, I agree with you, bro. That's going to be an interesting night for sure. I just saw something on You Twitter. can get whatever the fuck you want. That's right. as simple as that. All right, exactly. I just saw something interesting on Twitter. Did you know that um, Irv Smith, obviously not having as much playing time as Hayden Hurst, but they both had two touchdowns last year. Really? Yeah. I mean, I cannot Irv- believe Hayden only had two touchdowns bro that no ain't that, crazy? Ain't that crazy yeah I, I mean to give him a bit of ease you know hey he, jamar chase exists exists, so i get it but like only two but erwin i mean the fact that you know, i was looking yeah. at it and it was like jamar t you know boyd with uh, what like five and then erwin's uh-huh. right behind at four yeah. so, gosh man do, do we have trent Irwin under contract yeah yeah, he's still okay. Here. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he's still around. Um, I didn't you know. know shout out Joe Burrow for doing that. He did, definitely did, kept him around, even though I like him. But did did we get him on like a two year deal? Because I I didn't. Yep. I can't. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah. I, we we let him finish last year, and I think he's on. Uh, I think I saw his contract yesterday on Spoke Track. I think it's one year, eight hundred seventy thousand. So I mean, dirt, 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 bro. Right, right, for sure. I mean, you're not, you're not even risking nothing. I think, I, I was that. That's good to know because I, I didn't know if they were gonna have to make like a little one year deal with him or something. Because that's a guy mm-hmm. who teams, you know, someone might offer him a, you know, a little two year, four, five million dollar deal. Yeah. Ever know? So, yeah, man, it, mm-hmm. it's good to see Trent Irwin back. I think he offers them. A lot in the receiving game, honestly, with you know how they can just go deep. Um, he he, we we've talked about it time and time again. He catches everything that comes his way. So, yeah, bro, so impressive, I mean, bro. And what it, a good it, contested catcher, man. I, I mean, his touchdowns. I was just watching his highlights the other day. I mean, the touchdowns that he he made late in the season were just you yeah. know, being at, being at those games and and watching like it, big it boy crazy. touchdowns, bro. Like, yeah, you get, you got the one flea flicker that's cute and sexy, you know, wide open, you know, bust behind the fucking, you know, the defense. But, bro, I mean, all those other ones contested, got to be yeah. big body, get up there, get it. 
Yeah, he made those fucking plays, bro. I mean, he had a catch against Miami one time where I think he just got popped, and he still came down with that. Same with him in the preseason. Like, he, mm-hmm. he catches everything. You can tell every time he he goes to catch the ball, he, he's in the moment, and he, he's only got one focus on his mind, and that's coming down with that ball. So, Facts. yeah, man, I'm excited about this offense. This draft's going to be fun. Maybe we yep. can – Maybe we could hop on. I mean, I, I know I'm going to be up late that night to, to see who we draft. Maybe we could hop on and, and do a quick episode because I know that next yeah. day, next day after. Because I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the idea of doing, like, the first round draft pick maybe in one episode and then, like, the, the second round picks beyond because, I mean, that first round pick's going to be – there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding whoever, whoever we draft. So I think that's going to be – crazy man that draft man it's so interesting because it's like bro uh-huh. who's gonna fall to you right you might mm-hmm. have a a brian was it brian breezy you might yeah you breezy might, yeah you might have someone like that fall to you. you never know so it's like damn bro who are they gonna take so it's gonna be fun hey, exactly bro it's gonna be super fun yeah i'm looking forward to it you know we got a a month left i think from Oh no, March thirty first. Thinking of trying to think of the dates here. I'm not sure. Uh, like it's April. The, it's the twenty seventh when the draft oh, is. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's a month away. Month away. Shit. All right. Yeah. Here we go. You know, it's it's about to get that time. But uh, man, it don't mean that the Bengals are done adding a free agency. You know, so super successful day yesterday. This was a semi emergency, or more like uh, not technically an emergency because midnight. Recording. It was a bit too late, even for me and you. I was like, nah. Like, I think we were talking about it, weren't we, last night? Like, oh, hey, you know, when you want to hop on? I'm like, let's do tomorrow morning. Like, <laughs> let's not do hey, tonight. So, yeah, I, I was game just because I'm a night owl and I work second shift, so I stay up late. So, I was like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't mind hopping on. But, yeah, if you want to hop on in the morning, totally cool with that. So, yeah. I mean, we yes, hopped sir. on here. We got this shit going. I mean, Irv Smith. I mean, that's interesting, bro. I mean, some of his touchdowns they had last year, I mean, he he had some good touchdowns. I mean, and – That athleticism, bro. I mean, ain't it cool to think about, you know, he was really cool with Justin Jefferson in, in Minnesota, and now he gets to come to Cincinnati and be even cooler with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So, I think, I think he's going to fit really good into the culture, honestly. Spoiled. Oh, yeah, shit, bro. What the, who the fuck am I to say? I was talking about the tight ends he had to work with. Oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson exists who gets fucking 3,000 targets a year. No wonder that dude couldn't get all the work, you know? But, right. yeah, man, get you up and go ahead and get out of here. You know, successful Monday. Sign, re-sign Trent Taylor. You bring in young Sidney Jones. You bring in young Irv Smith. And you bring in guys to host for the one spot you need to fill probably over there. Everything else, another pass rusher. It's looking good for this off season, bro. Real good. One hundred percent. I know a lot of a lot of ops are gonna look at our moves, just like how you know how they have in years past. Like, you know, I already got Chiefs fans saying like, "Who the fuck's Nick Scott?" But they signed Mike Edwards. Like, they signed Mike Edwards to replace Juan Thornhill. So it's like the the people that think like that that are kind of like closed minded. It's like, you know what? I guess just fuck around and, and find out because exactly that's what ignorance will do for you, man. You fuck around and you find out. Right. I mean, we're, we're going to, we're going to be set up. We're in a good position with our tight end, with our, with our safeties. I, I really uh-huh. think, I really, really, really think 
think our safeties are going to come together, bro, quicker than what people anticipate. I think they're going to mesh. I think just having that that type of, like, smartness and being able to call plays like how um, Nick Scott – Nick Scott just seems like that guy that's going to be able to hold shit down when Lou's trying to communicate, at least if, you know, Dax is trying to get a hold of things. I think a veteran like that is going to help you, so – yeah, bro. Go way to close out the podcast. I can't wait for this draft. It's going to be fucking, it's going to feel like forever, though. I feel like, I feel like these next few yeah. weeks will be so long because, like, I'm, I'm yeah. already looking towards the draft. Like, I wish it was draft night. Me right too. Now. Like, yeah. It, it's crazy. But, yeah. exactly, bro. My B, I was just going to add, like, exactly. And I think you saw my tweet. And I'm like, these next few weeks are going to be a gauntlet. You know, it's going to be slow. It's going to be, it's got to be tedious and shit like that. But, like you were saying, exciting times. We're in a great position right now, and we're ready to have some fun in this fucking draft, bro. Yes, sir. Well, it was good. Yes, it was good, fun, bro. Um, yep. Same I to think you, man. And Street sign would be interesting. Hell yeah, it would. Yeah, and uh, you know, if that's the case, we may hop on a bit sooner, guys. Me and Drake plan to hop on on the typical Friday episode. And I want to add this, my people. Uh, for any of y'all that listen to the Apple Podcast. I try to get a bit creative with the intro. I was talking to Drake about this, and uh, I try to put it, a song on there, and it like it really on, fucked up. So I actually, when I was listening to it, I don't, I didn't listen on to Spotify. It. I listened to it on Spotify. And it That's why. On. That's why, because it's a joint network with Spotify, not Apple. So for anybody that listens on Apple, I'm sorry. I looked at the listens; they're down significantly because you know of the Spotify listeners versus Apple. So I apologize about that, guys. Uh, I hope you like the song. That's my song. You know, that's my favorite song. So nonetheless, man, um, we'll be back Friday. Spit the shit, you know, have fun, and uh, get this shit rolling. So I plan to talk to you later, bro. Yes, sir. Peace. Sir, peace.